Good morning and happy Friday. Welcome to the final episode of Roadmap to Heaven of the calendar year 2023. This is it. This is it, folks. This is the end as we know it. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm Adam Wright. I'm so happy to be with you this morning. Let's pray our morning offering together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, it is a joy to be with you. We decided for this last broadcast of the calendar year, not last broadcast ever, just last broadcast of the calendar year, uh, to have a, a roadmap roundup this morning to help us get ready for, you know, there's a little bit of stuff going on next week and and beyond, but we also have a few days of Advent left here before we have Christmas on Monday. So uh, I thought, you know, let's have, we used to have open houses when I was growing up. On the Saturday before Christmas Eve, my parents always had an open house. I said, let's have a little radio open house. So we've opened the doors and Corey Grizzle is wow. with us. Corey, good to see you this morning. <laughs> Hello, good morning. Mary, Mary uh, Advent, I made you coffee. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. I, I, yeah, I absolutely need the coffee because it's quite a trip. I have to wake up at Crack it on. Well, to as, come out here. So. As my kids love to sing this time of year, stay awake, be ready. Yes. Um, and then from from the Assumption Parish down in good old St. Louis County, Ben Grijalva is with us this good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Ben. How are you? Fantastic. I've been drinking coffee and still have some in my cup. All right. Well, we've got more. And we hope you have your cup of coffee this morning as we get ready to talk about, you know, really transitioning from Advent. Some of the things we've done this Advent that have been great. Some of the ways Advent has kind of just imposed itself upon our lives. Um, But also how we get ready and and keep Christmas in Christmas and not just make it about toys and presents and things like that. Um, it's a time for faith. It's a time for family. It's a time for pondering many things and keeping them in our heart, just like the Blessed Mother did. So that's all ahead on today's show. But before we get to any of that, let's go to Mike Roberts for our weather and our saint of the day. Today, we revisit St. Francis Xavier Cabrini. Though her feast day was just over a month ago on November 13th, The Church returns to honor St. Francis Xavier Cabrini today because she foresaw the great need of those in the modern world who would leave their homes and countries behind in search of a safer place to raise their families in peace. Born in Italy in 1850, Francesca was the youngest of 13 children, only four of whom survived. Her parents were successful cherry farmers, and when she was a child, her father would read her stories about the missionaries. As a result, Francesca developed a desire to become a missionary herself. When she got older, her desire became even more specific, to become a missionary in China. After finishing school, she helped a local pastor for a while, teaching catechism while also working with the sick and poor. Eventually, she ended up supervising a local orphanage and was assisted by a group of young women. When the Bishop of Lodi heard of her work, he asked Francesca to form a missionary group to work in his diocese, which she did, calling the group the Missionary Sisters of the Sacred Heart. Immediately, they opened an academy for girls. Seeing this work, 
Bishop Scalabrini, founder of the Missionaries of Emigration, told Mother Cabrini about the extremely difficult conditions facing Italians who had gone to the United States, which led to an audience with Pope Leo XIII, who changed her plans to go to China, telling her not to the East, go to the United States, sister. In spite of her great fear of the water, Mother Cabrini went to the United States, landing in New York in 1889, but it was not easy. The archbishop told her the house intended for the orphanage was not going to be available and that she should go back to Italy. Undaunted Mother Cabrini found a way to start a school for children of the poor Italian immigrants, followed by many more. Over the next 37 years, Mother Cabrini erected schools, clinics, orphanages, and hospitals for the needy and the sick, nearly 70 institutions in all, not just in the United States, but around the world, crossing the Atlantic, which she so feared 25 times. In 1909, Mother Cabrini became a U.S. citizen at the age of 67, died at Columbus Hospital in Chicago while making dolls for orphaned children. St. Francis Xavier Cabrini, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. Well, we are back, and on this Friday, December 22nd, we are talking about Advent. And uh, Mr. Ben Grijalva, when we were getting ready for today's show, you said, Advent is a time to focus on hope, the hope given to us, the birth of Christ, and that it's a uh, time of new beginnings, beginning of new life, and all the wonderful expectations. And I, I just realized that, you know, yesterday would have been Oh gosh, her ninety-something birthday. My grandmother, my late grandmother's ninety-something birthday, uh, but she was born on December twenty-first, and she always would say, "The day after my birthday, things just started getting a little brighter in the world." But that—that yeah. that is that season. It is a season of hope. And what does that mean to you for this to be a season of hope? Well, I need to backtrack just a little bit because I have to remind myself <laughs> that it's the season of hope, <laughs> and that I'm Catholic. And that I get to have a party for eight straight days if I'm doing it right. Right. And it isn't just all the presents and all those things, right? There, there's a huge spiritual element here. It's, there's a reason why the church says this is a big, this is a big deal. We're gonna, we're gonna celebrate this for eight days. So, it, it, it I just kind of have to take a step back and all that, all that Advent preparation. You have to work really hard to keep it in focus with all of the other Christmas stuff going on. And when we get to Christmas, it's like, wow, Christ is born today. The whole world changed when that happened. Everything changed. And I, I just, I have to work on focusing on that and not, not to lose, I hate to sound like a cliche, the real reason, I'll call it the real reason why Christmas exists. Yeah. You know? so where, where, why Linus Van Pelt <laughs> stood on the stage and said, let me tell you what Christmas is all right. about. Yeah. 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 The, um, having that hope for sure has me as a mom and the craziness that is in my house trying to prepare for all of the Christmas. And even though I try to make it as simple as possible, it's still crazy. Um, and, and so to be able to know that, um, this is really not the celebration time. This is, this is the hard time. This is 
the time where I do have to do all the work. I do have to do all the shopping and I do have to do all the cleaning and I have to get after my kids to help me clean. And I have to get after everyone else to make sure that they're doing their jobs and they're all the preparation so that we can have this eight day celebration. This is this is when we party. This is when we get to play with our gifts and our toys and just just hang out. You know, I don't I don't care if the house is clean for eight days. I don't care. Well, I kind of do, but I don't care. I choose <laughs> just, not just to. a little bit. <laughs> I care there's not food everywhere, but, you know, the baseboards don't need to be clean. Um, so that that keeps my focus that this is this is hard. And I'm going to complain and we're going to complain about all the work we have to do on top of our regular work. But yeah, Christ is coming. We we know the end of the story. And this is this is so beautiful and so joyful. And um, this is what we have done all the work for. This Advent for me, you, you both have said that it, it's hard. It's it's and this has been a hard Advent. I mean, there's been a lot going on. Uh, we were talking before we went on the air about how there there have been some things here, it, good things. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to make that very clear: good things that have just gone from zero to sixty, and then it kind of taken over. And it's we've got to put our focus on this. And uh, because of that, you know, it, it's one of those things. It's like I get home at the end of the day, and all the stuff I used to do, I'm like, you know, that's not as important. You know, I'm not going to worry about making sure that the 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 plush decorations mm-hmm. that we got the kids when they were little get put out. You know, if and the kids want to put them out, great, put them out. You know, the important thing is I'm home right now. I need to focus my attention on being dad. I, mm-hmm. I need to focus my attention on being husband and, and first vocation. And it's one of those things that, you know, first vocation, job, and then there hasn't been room for much else. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it's been really hard because I do get into the, the the quote unquote spirit of decorating. I love to put lights up around the perimeter of our living room. I love to put lights up out in front of the house. The kids have eight million inflatables that they like <laughs> us to put up. It's really only five. Right. We're not we're it not that like house. I love that house, <laughs> but we're not that house. And um, none of we have the tree up because my loving bride put the tree up and the kids put the ornaments on and we have our stockings up because the kids, you know, were devastated on December 5th that I hadn't put them out yet. They're like, dad, can we put them out? I'm like, absolutely. You're old enough. Put them out, decorate, do, do your thing. And I say all of this because I've also been working hard not to play any for sure religious Christmas music, you know, actual Christmas Mm -hmm. music because it's not Christmas yet. But also, not really to play any of the secular holiday mm-hmm. music either, because it's not Christmas yet. And every year that gets harder, not to, to not the not playing it part. What gets harder is, it's everywhere you go, and you know some of the songs don't actually even talk about Christmas. They talk about snowmen and reindeer, and, and by the time you're like, okay, we can play it, well, it, you know, Santa Claus isn't coming to town. He's, he's already been and, and mm-hmm. gone. Um, and so I kind of feel this void. I'm, I'm really feeling it this year. I'm even having trouble articulating it on the radio this morning. <laughs> um, but I know from previous years, you know, especially when I was the parish music director, this was also a busy, very busy, hectic, stressful time of year. The, the difficulty now and kind of the, the, a little bit of darkness right now of, you know, everybody else is doing this and, and I'm not mm-hmm. really pays off at about, midnight at mass 
you know, whatever mass we end up going to, that's where it pays off. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as those carols start, as soon as we're singing, oh, come all ye faithful, as soon as we're singing joy to the world, as soon as we're realizing, okay, we've intentionally left the world behind or, or outside, and now we're focused on this. Every, without fail, there's some consolation our Lord sends to me, and I pray he sends it this year, that this is the focus and it helps me focus better on that. And I wish I was on here saying that, you know, leaving leaving all of it out because it's Advent and we're not going to turn that on and we're not going to do that and we're not going to have this. I wish I could say it's easy. Mm-hmm. It's hard. But every time it's been hard and every time I felt the the burn, as they say, when you like when you're doing workouts and lifting weights, the payoff of actual Christmas has been huge. I look at it as preparation. For sure, because we have to put the tree. All these things have to be up in my mind for the celebration of Christmas. You know, and when my and my children have a birthday the night before, I'm preparing to make sure that they have balloons and they have a cake and they have presents. And so I'm I'm preparing all of those things. And so yeah, we pull out all of the um, bins for Christmas on one day, and then it takes the entire Advent season for us to little by little prepare in the time that we have in our regular life to be able to prepare for this huge celebration. Mm-hmm. When you put everything up all in one day and you have it the day after Thanksgiving or now, it's it's the first of, th- of November. I don't know. <laughs> people are doing it earlier and earlier. And and then you get sick of it by the time. So, you know, everything is, you're, you're done with it by December 25th. And then you're just kind of left defeated. And we know that this is the time for celebration now. Yeah. We were, Ben and I, you, we were talking before the show and neither one of us has our lights up. Maybe because I've been so busy and the only days I haven't been busy, it's been raining and I, I don't fancy doing electrical work outside while it's raining. Um, and, and you, <laughs> for for other reasons, you, you got a, you got a bum foot there. Um, and Battle wounded soldier, sir. Yeah. that's Well, that's life as a husband and a father, right? Um and it, but I, I was thinking about this last night. I'm like, I'm going to put my lights up anyway, and now I'm not going to turn them. I said I was going to get them up for St. Lucy's Day because she's the light bearer, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to get them up that. before Sunday evening, and they're going to go on on Christmas Eve. And then I guarantee you next week, some of my neighbors, the first day that there's nice weather, they'll start taking their lights down right. on the 26th or after. And I'm leaving mine up until February 2nd. I'm just decided. Because I love Christmas lights, and I haven't put them up yet. And if I'm waiting for Christmas to have Christmas, then I'm having it all season long. That's right. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm gonna. My, my lights are going up on Saturday. My son will help me, and we'll get them all strung up. And uh, we have our inflatables up, you know. Um, I take comfort in that. I take comfort in that, yeah. <laughs> and some of that's because of my son, Joey. It's hard for him to celebrate. You know, he's got special needs, and inflatables are like his his it's his world right yeah. he, he sees those blobs he just goes very happily crazy so yeah those lights are going up uh, tomorrow and they will stay up for an indefinite period of time mm-hmm. yeah. yeah well let you know we're, we're talking about decorating right now and, and some might be saying what does this have to do with the spiritual we're going to come back <laughs> in a minute and we're going to talk about the spiritual, but uh, it's the last few days for Advent hymns, and we are in the midst of the O Antiphons, and so I wanted to play O Come, O Come, Emmanuel this morning because I do have a longing in my heart right now, and this is a beautiful Advent hymn about longing for our Lord's coming. So we're going to take a break. Here's Red Mountain with O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Memorare to St. Joseph. Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who implored your help and sought your intercession were left unaided. 
Full of confidence in your power, I fly unto you and beg your protection. Despise not, O guardian of the Redeemer, my humble supplication, but in your bounty, hear and answer me. Amen. We are back. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network this morning. And, well, we're talking about Advent in the last few days. we got we got to enjoy a, as much as we can of the last few days of Advent now because, you know, that fourth week of Advent is really it's short this year. Short. It's, it's, it's one of those things that I loved as a kid because once you hit that last fourth candle, then Christmas was the next day. But now as an adult, I'm like, I need, a, I need another week. Yeah, we were talking before the break about, um, you know, getting the house ready and things. And my favorite hymn we would always sing on the fourth Sunday of Advent was People Look East, The Time Is Near. And and I said, that's the one, you know, I, I got in a big debate with a, a friend of mine. It's like, we don't we don't put anything out until Christmas Eve. Uh, and I'm like, I, I start putting it out by the fourth Sunday of Advent because we're singing People Look East. And there's a line in the song, make your hearth, uh, make your home fair as you are able tend the hearth and set the table or something like that. But anyway, um, what, what I've loved about this is that the second Sunday of Advent, and, and I have to say, this year, again, intentionally, like I'm, I'm going to avoid as much as I can of the secular holiday so that I can focus on the actual real Christmas, what, what Christmas is really about. The incarnation, the difference that the incarnation has made in your life and my life in salvation history. And I love that reading we had on the second Sunday of Advent from Isaiah. A voice cries out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the wasteland a highway for our God. Every valley shall be filled in. Every mountain and hill shall be made low. The rugged land shall be made a plain. The rough country a broad valley. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all people shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And, you know, for me, practically, it's been one of those things that in years past when we were busy, 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 like December was the the busiest month of the year because we had to celebrate this and we had to go that and we had to go there and we had to go do this and we had to have this party and go to that party. And by the time it came time to pray, I was like, I don't have time to pray. And then by the time December, the evening of the 24th rolled around, it's like, oh, we got to go to church. Well, that's just one more thing. And oh, by the afterwards, we got to go to the family's house and we got to do this and we got to do that. And my prayer life suffered. Mm -hmm. This year, it's been better. There may be that, that sadness, that longing, like I just want to celebrate now. But it's made me ask that question, you know, what is the priority? What is important? What what does everything else does it even matter other than salvation, you know, other than getting to heaven? Am I focused on the the uh the kitsch or am I focused on the real reason for all of this? And prayer is an important part of that. And Corey, I know that's something that for you uh to make this a purposeful time of prayer. Mm-hmm is a priority because if you don't, you become like me where it's busy, 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 busy. Well, we become like anybody because we are encompassed by everything that is around us. And so, you know, it's hard not to uh, look at everything and have it just um, be a part of all the Christmas celebrations because it's out outside of us. People are making plans and inviting us to things and you've got school things and, and all sorts of things going on and church things. And, and so it is hard to say, look, we're preparing here. And so, so we do those things because we are invited and we are part of the communities that we are going to these, these celebrations. 
But then as we are working the rest of our lives and, and during the day, you know, those are the times when we, maybe we need to just take a couple of minutes out. Maybe we need to take an hour of adoration or mass or something and, and just really, really just pray and say, Lord, just help me. Just, just help me to really keep you focused front and center and, and really understand what is most important about all of the preparations that I am doing. Because there are some preparations that aren't really all that important. You know, we talked about decorations here. And some years, we just may not get all the decorations out. And you know what? Christmas still happens. I feel like Cindy Lou Who. Like, st- Christmas is still going to happen. Right? Right. And we we know that it's it's time marches on and it's going to happen. So maybe we just don't get all of the things out that we did before. And we shouldn't beat ourselves up about that. We should understand that this is... This is all for the glory of God. This is all what the reason that we are doing all of this is to prepare our lives and our families and our children to understand that that Jesus is the most important part of our lives. And we need to give him all of ourselves and all of our time and all of our anxieties. And, you know, we we do little things because I have a, a lot of a lot of children, a lot of busyness in my life. And so we try and focus on very little things. Um, and consistently. So, so recently in the last several months, we've been meeting before my, whoever's at home before the little boys go to bed, we do a decade of the rosary, we do a meditation, we do something like that. So for, of course, for Advent, you pick up the Jesse tree, right? And so there's a lot of different ideas out there about how to do a Jesse tree or just this year, we're just praying the prayers. We just bought the book and we're just praying the prayers and we're discussing it with our children Maybe next year we'll actually get a tree and we'll actually do the ornaments that are in there. <laughs> actually, you know, so there are just little things that that are maybe consistent. Yeah, I love I love that you bring up adoration. It made me think that if the, if ever there was a liturgical feast that was the feast of go to adoration, <laughs> you know, very often we think of Holy Thursday because we have the uh, altar of repose and we make those visits to the altar of repose to stay with our Lord. And we think of that passage of the gospel from the passion. Could you not keep watch with me, but one hour, but this is the one where the the angel appears to the shepherds. What do the shepherds do? They go and adore the wise men come. What do they do? They go and adore. What can we do to prepare room in our hearts? Go and adore. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, That's, you know, I adore. <laughs> you, you, do. you know, Ben, I, I think of your, your church down at Assumption, and uh, years ago I used to go to youth group there, and then when I was a young, 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 young adult, um, I would still kind of hang out there helping out with the youth ministry, and it's a very peaceful church when the, the lights were off. I, I remember a couple times during the Christmas season, the, the lights of the church were off, except for over on the side where the creche was. And even just that piece of, you know, practical thing you can do, to stop, to slow down, go to Mass early. If you're going to Midnight Mass, get there early when church is still a little dark and just contemplate the nativity, contemplate the crash, and spend that time in prayer just turning everything else off. That's been some of the greatest consolation this time of year as well. And I really enjoy, enjoy Father Keller because of how he brings out those physical elements for us. and. Uh, midnight mass, you know, the lights are low, uh, even the uh, four o'clock mass. Um, he he has, just has a way of, of of bringing out the senses to really be able to enjoy and, in his mind, hopefully adore Christ that much more. And our Adoration Chapel is just another great place to go sit quietly any time of year, of course, 
but you just mentioned, you know, the shepherds, the, yeah. the, the wise men, they all adored, they yeah. all adored, even the animals in the stable adored, you know, it mm-hmm. just find a way to slow down. Uh, I kind of have, was forced to slow down this advent because of, of a lot going on and I had to slow down and it helped me to just get rid of, I had to, I got to enjoy some of the things of the season with coworkers and things like that, but really for the most part in the back of my mind, I was just, okay, there's only so much I can do and what's left. Well, mm-hmm. Christmas is coming and I get yeah. to enjoy that. And, and Advent, uh, you know, why do you have to sacrifice during Advent? No, no, it's, it's preparing for the coming of our Lord. It's very different from, uh, Lenten sacrifices and repentance, and it, it, this is this is about an awakening. This is about the world changing and give us the oppor- giving us the opportunity to do, to go way far and beyond anything we could imagine in our lives, uh, mortally. Right? Yeah. It, it's about immortality and what 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 Christ's birth gave us in that uh, the opportunity. So, yeah. Anyway. It's my favorite. My favorite carol. It's joy to the world, and in particular, one sentence, and people are sick of me saying this, I'm sure, because I say it all the time, let every heart prepare him room. And as we said the other day on the show, saying yes to something means most often saying no to something else. Mm -hmm. And if it's going to be saying yes to preparing him room, what are the things we're going to say no to? Um, And we'll talk about that and more when we come back. But here's uh, Matt Marr with Gabriel's message. It's a wonderful, speaking of wonderful carols, it's a wonderful carol about the Annunciation. A most commendable indulgenced prayer to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, shower copiously thy blessings on thy holy church, on the Supreme Pontiff, and on all the clergy. Grant perseverance to the just, convert sinners, enlighten infidels, bless our parents, friends, and benefactors, assist the dying, liberate the souls of purgatory, and extend over all hearts the sweet empire of thy love. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, most kind, bless us now and in death's agony. From a sudden and unprovided death, deliver us, O Lord. We are back. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on this Friday morning, December 28th, and it is a wonderful morning. Now, we've been talking about Advent, and and. I know there's probably at least one person listening, then I know who they are, too, who's saying, why are you talking about this on a Friday? Uh, Christmas Eve is Sunday night. There's really not much Advent left. And that's true, but there's still time to do this. There's still time to say, okay, I've been busy this year. I've been preoccupied with other things, but I am going to make a choice to stop this weekend. And um, perhaps that means I'm going to set, even on a Saturday morning, Tomorrow morning, I'm going to set the alarm clock off to go off early so that I can get up and go to Mass, or so that I can get up and go to adoration, or so that I can get up and just have a quiet time with a cup of coffee and a prayer book and and, and do some mental prayer and some contemplation in the comfort of my own home before everybody else gets up and it gets busy. Um, Those are some things that we can do is just be very intentional and make not not look for time or I'll find time but make time to stop and focus on our Lord in these next two and a half three days uh, Ben you had two things you you're gonna do I do have two things the the first one is I I, I do want to go to the adoration chapel for a little while and just sit 
and contemplate. I want to just stare, stare at Christ in that monstrance and just contemplate and just be present with him. Not for him, but with him because he's, he's present all the time. And I have, to, I have to just stop and allow myself to be more aware of that. And the other thing I'd like to do, because all <laughs> I'm the early bird in the family, for the most part, uh, on Christmas Day, I used to get up at 5.30 every morning uh, when I was a boy. Um, that's after three or four times. Dad, is it time yet? <laughs> Dad, is, no. no, go back to bed. <laughs> so I actually like to get up and watch the sunrise, just myself because my my family's all going to be sleeping in except maybe joey so those are the two things i want to do um is just get up early maybe make a cup of coffee and just contemplate that contemplate that birth of christ and watch the sunrise and and that's a great thing because one of the titles in o come o come emmanuel o orions o O dawn Mm -hmm. o coming of the radiant sun yeah Corey, one of the one of the things you uh, mentioned when we were getting ready for today was penance too. That this has been a season oh gosh, of penance, and it is I, a season of I penance. would like to throw a plug in. Uh, if you haven't been to confession in a while, this is a great, great weekend time. to go. And that you want to talk about stopping for priorities, mm-hmm. especially on uh, for many of us, likely the the next confession time available is either right now mm-hmm. or tomorrow afternoon. Um, stopping and making time. And you have to go early because this is traditionally a, a weekend where the line will be long, praise mm-hmm. God. Yes. Um, but to, to prepare our hearts by taking on some penance and giving up our sin and turning that over is another beautiful thing we can do this weekend. Right. This is this is kind of a little Lent. We mentioned that a little bit earlier before, and it's, it's, it's not quite as intense as it is during Lent, but it's also a time of reflection and it's a time of understanding that we are preparing ourselves. And what preparing means is to clean. And so we're not just cleaning our houses, we're cleaning our souls, we're cleaning all the extra stuff. And that that is, you know, focusing on on Christ and saying, what are the most important things that we have to focus on? Then how do we clean those things out of our lives that we should no longer have in there? So pulling those things out and saying, all right, these are these are not the nicest parts of my personality. I'm going to go go to confession and get that taken care of. So that's part of preparation for for our celebration in our octave and um so definitely um yeah go early go often um this is yeah there's not a lot we only had three weeks of of uh of advent this year so <laughs> we gave up advent for lent i know like. i hope i hope if you realize that you're procrastinating till the end like you know maybe this I is have. it <laughs> <laughs> this is what you got so. yeah no um yeah ben. And i want to say uh one thing that you know, i went to uh confession a few weeks ago but uh, so yeah, cleaning house, right? Mm-hmm. Cleaning spiritual house, but it also reminded me to get rid of distractions. And mm-hmm. uh, like for example, I've got a couple little games that I keep on my phone. Well, I decided that I'm getting rid of the games, mm-hmm. and I, I, I just I made these subtle changes. And again, it you know you, it is a slightly penitential time, but it's really get rid of the distractions and open your mind to the greatness of God. It's yeah. really what God is trying to do for us in these times. I met with my pastor yesterday. We're, we're in one of the, uh, here in St. Louis, we had all these announcements over the summer about parishes merging and, or parishes staying the same, but sharing a pastor. And right now we're in a, we're sharing a pastor because we're waiting to find out from Rome if, if we're merging or not. Um, but we, we were talking about priorities and I, I said, you know, Father, here are my priorities, the Eucharist, getting to Mass. It's all, all I really care about at the end of the day is what time is Mass and where do I go? Because I, I need the Eucharist. I, I cannot live in this world with all the troubles of this world 
without grace. And, uh, and I can't get to heaven without sanctifying grace. And the sacraments are key to that. You know, uh, I can't do it on my own. And one of the things we were talking about was the sacrament of reconciliation and witnessing, not just having fathers say, go to reconciliation, but witnessing to it. And I, I said, you know, for, for us in our house, Beth will tell you, the kids will tell you, they can tell when I've been to confession recently and when I need to go because my patience starts wearing thinner the longer it's been since I've been to confession. Um, my understanding, my joy, it all, you know, it's like the, the, the gas tank gauge just starts going down and down and down and down and down and down because I could become preoccupied on Adam's plan and what Adam thinks the priority is and what Adam wants to do and, and Adam, 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 Adam and giving up Adam and saying, all right, Lord, here are the times I've been impatient with the kids. Here are the times maybe I've, I've snapped with my tongue and said something uncharitable because I was frustrated or this or that or the other thing. And, 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 and I can't do it. And I'm sorry. And, I, you know, you go in with that um, everything that is confession, the contrite spirit, the, the, the contrite heart. You want to be better. You, and, and that's the whole reason. It's like not only am I sorry for my sins, but I don't want to be a sinner. And I can't do it on my own. And... I was thinking about that because how many of us are going to get together with family in the next week? And sometimes that can be a very pleasant thing. And unfortunately, sometimes that can be a very trying thing. And do I want to be on the, the low gas tank grace needle? No, mm-hmm. I, 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 want to, I want as much grace as God will give me going into that because I don't want to cause turmoil and, and fighting and bickering. I, I just want to enjoy and I want to be that beacon of, of, of hope and of joy to those I come encounter with, not stop talking to me while you're annoying. So yeah. that, Why did you have to say that? Yeah. Why did I have to say that? Yeah. Well, let's, let's take one more break here. Um, we have a beautiful, I, I just, I can't wait to play this one more time. It's a beautiful Advent prayer. It's the Alma Redemptoris Mater. And luckily, like what we're going to talk about when we come back, it doesn't end on Sunday evening. Uh, here's the Benedictines of Mary with this beautiful Advent and Christmas, Marian Antiphon. Prayer for God's blessing of one's daily work. O Lord, my God, creator and ruler of the universe, it is your will that human beings accept the duty of work. May the work I do bring growth in this life to me and to those I love and help to extend the kingdom of Christ. Give all persons work that draws them to you and to each other in cheerful service. I unite all my work with the sacrifice of Jesus in the Holy Mass that it may be pleasing to you and give you glory. I beg your blessing upon all my efforts. With St. Joseph as my example and guide, help me to do the work you have asked and come to the reward you have prepared. Amen. That is such a beautiful hymn, and we're actually going to pray that at the end of the show today, so I'm not going to give you the translation right now. We're going to, we're going to pray mm-hmm. that after the Daily Dose of Encouragement. Um, here's something else I love to talk about, and that is starting Sunday evening, here on Covenant Network, we start our Christmas music, yes. you know, and, it, and it's the sacred Christmas music to help us contemplate the incarnation. And we keep going because, as we've said, Christmas is a season and even Christmas Day isn't just a day. That's a whole octave. And if you really want to get to know Christmas, you really want to have a spiritual, prayerful, focused on the, the, the most important things Christmas, I want to challenge you, go to daily mass every day of the octave of Christmas. And if you can't make it to daily mass, at least read the readings and spend 15 to 30 minutes in prayer contemplating those reason, those readings. And, uh, you know, two last things here. Corey, you brought up rejoicing when we were talking about the season. Mm-hmm. Rejoice, Emmanuel will come yeah. to thee. 
And and Ben, you were talking about the fact that it is we have an octave and the, the twelve days from Christmas till Epiphany. Um, how do you how do you keep the prayer and how do you make this a festive time now mm-hmm. once that switch flips? Right, because I am just I, I my idea is to prepare, prepare, prepare. So I'm celebrating a little bit just so I can get in the in the mood and then you know be happy about what I'm doing because sometimes it's kind of stressful. But um, but but then uh, celebrating afterwards definitely is is prayer of those feasts during that octave um, are the Holy Innocents, St. Stephen, St. Sylvester, St. John the Apostle. They're, those are some amazing saints as well. So to look at those saints also, um, but I, I definitely tune into Covenant Network throughout that week because I get kind of deflated when every once in a while I, I switch on to the secular um, radio stations because I want to hear or I switch on to my own favorite playlist and I want to hear some Christmas music. And then it's all gone. Like it's not on the radio anymore. And so when I switch over to Covenant Network, then it's there. It's always there. There's always a Christmas song in between everything they have. And, and I love it because I know that it is continuing on. And this is our celebration. And this is the time. And again, we're, we're countercultural. We're not celebrating Christmas before Christmas. We're celebrating Christmas after Christmas. And this is when I get really excited because I'm like, now we're excited and now we're fun when everybody else is in this daze of they don't know what to do between Christmas and New Year's. You know, I'm I'm having a good time. I'm feasting and we're, you know, just it's it's a little more calm for me because I don't I'm not preparing anymore. Yeah. How do you pray during the octave and, and during those 12 days, Ben? Well, it, 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 so uh, I'm going to be an open book here. The last few years I haven't prayed enough. And a lot of that, though, has to do with the fact that my, my mother was ailing and we've been traveling to California and spending time with family. Um, so this this year, particularly, I'm going to get up in the morning and spend a little extra time in prayer, uh, focus more. I want to be able to just sit and really pray the rosary with some more depth. But I want to enjoy my family here. We're home for the first time in years. And every day I want to try to do something special with my wife and my kids. Yeah, and 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 enjoy them because they are they are they are the the most beautiful gifts in my life, uh, you know. Short short of, after Christ, I guess you could say. But um, that's what I want. I I, I, w- I want to focus on my family. All the travel's been great. Uh, you know, seeing my mom in her last years was beautiful, and all my family back home in California. But I have a wife and three beautiful children, mm-hmm. and a dog <laughs> that I want to enjoy. Uh, through Christ specifically. I do like that here in St. Louis, there are a lot of things in, in the whole area really driving around, but there are a lot of things that stay open Christmas wise between now and between Christmas and new Year's. So you can go see the lights at the snows and you can go see, um, there's just a lot of different uh, things you can, you can go and do and celebrate with family. Yeah. Uh, sing Christmas carols. Patty's been talking about that on the Daily Dose <laughs> yes. of Encouragement this week uh, and, and having yourself a virtuous Christmas or last week and then this week Christmas traditions. And sing, you know, as much as the kids have loved singing about Frosty and Rudolph and all of those things, sing the sacred carols. And I, I think in particular, before we go to the weather and the Daily Dose here, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. We're t- we've been talking about contemplating the incarnation this morning. Here it is right here. Divine person, second person of the Holy Trinity, divine person takes on human nature. Mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them 
second birth. What does that mean to you? What difference does that make in your life? How are you living your life differently because you know the joy of the incarnation? And how are you going to live your life differently beginning this Christmas and going forward because you know the glory of the newborn king? Ponder that. We're going to get you the weather one last time here because it is a drizzly day and our daily dose of encouragement. And then we come back, we're going to wrap up with a beautiful Marian prayer. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned. Prayer to the Blessed Virgin. Oh, Mary, you desire so much to see Jesus loved. If you love me, this is the favor which I ask of you, to obtain for me a great personal love of Jesus Christ. You obtain from your Son whatever you please. Pray then for me that I may never lose the grace of God and that I may increase in holiness and perfection from day to day. By that grief which you severed on Calvary, when you beheld Jesus expire on the cross, obtain for me a happy death, that by loving Jesus and you, my mother, on earth I may receive the reward of loving and blessing you eternally in heaven. We are wrapping up our week here on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, where we have been talking about meaningful Christmas traditions we might incorporate into our families with our children. And I'm really curious, Patty, how many of our listeners have already written their family Christmas carol from yesterday's Dose of Encouragement? But I'm even more curious what we're going to wrap up with today. Well, today I want to encourage all of us to celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family and marry the mother of God in a special way. Whether or not it's a holy day of obligation or not, that doesn't matter. These are still two beautiful feast day. And maybe we need to this year celebrate those more than what you would normally do typically or what you would normally do for typically New Year's. Perhaps you have a New Year's Day party with Catholic friends and families and you pray together for the new year, for peace and for your families. It's the one day for us that we in our family that we have a family home mass at our best friend's house. And I granted, this is a perk of having a son who's a priest, but this really is on New Year's Day, celebrating Mary, the mother of God. That's when we have our annual family mass together. And it is so beautiful to see the kids and the grandkids up front and personal at this mass. So anyone actually can turn a feast day into a party. And the Feast of the Holy Family and the Feast of Mary, the Mother of God, are worth celebrating this Christmas season. Don't overlook those two. Mark the day. Do something meaningful, fun with your children. Let them know the importance of these feast days. There has been a wealth of ideas shared this week on the Daily Dose of Encouragement. And if you'd like to go back to hear some of these ideas over again, so just find the Daily Dose of Encouragement podcast if you're listening on Covenant Network Radio. You can find it at ourcatholicradio.org or wherever you get your podcast. And for our podcast listeners, don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and share these traditions with them. It might be something they want to incorporate in with their family. And then when you get together, you can share the Christmas carols that you wrote with Thursday's Dose of Encouragement as well. But, Patty, thank you for another wonderful week. And from all of us to all of you, have a merry Christmas. Well, a few announcements before we wrap up in prayer here this morning. Uh, The Old Cathedral invites everyone to a 
Christmas carol. We were talking about singing carols. They're going to have a congregational carol sing before their 5 p.m. vigil mass on Christmas Eve. That starts at 4 o'clock with the Basilica Choir. They're bringing in extra musicians, the beautiful organ at the cathedral. Uh, they're right underneath the arch. Again, that's a 4 o'clock carol sing followed by 5 p.m. Mass with, I believe, Bishop Rivetuso will be there. The Shrine of St. Joseph, north of downtown. St. Louis also invites everyone for Christmas Masses at the beautiful Shrine. And they are having Mass on Christmas Eve at 4 p.m. with a 3.30 p.m. prelude. And then on Christmas Day at 10 a.m. with a 9.30 a.m. prelude as well. And it's a beautiful time of year to go to your cathedral as or your parish. Um, I love going to my parish on Christmas. I love going to the cathedral. And there's enough Masses if you really want to go to both. You can go to both. But we said we were going to pray this wonderful Marian prayer to close out the show, so let's do that. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O loving Mother of our Redeemer, gate of heaven, star of the sea. Hasten to aid thy fallen people who strive to rise once more. Thou who brought forth thy holy creator, all creation wondering. Yet remainest ever virgin, taking from Gabriel's lips that joyful hail, be merciful to us sinners. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived by the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we, to whom the incarnation of Christ thy Son was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, Pray for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, that's the, the Alma Redentoris Mater, O loving Mother of the Redeemer. That's a great prayer to pray. We pray it now nightly at the conclusion of night prayer for those who pray Liturgy of the Hours through February 2nd, through the presentation. And so print it out, have it at home. Um, and sing, sing, sing. That's the other thing I'd say. Fill your house with sacred Christmas music this sacred season. It's it's not just festive. Uh, the devil hates it when we contemplate the incarnation, and all of these carols help us <laughs> contemplate the incarnation. So celebrate the season and, uh, you know, contemplate holy, holy things. But whatever you do to make merry during the octave of Christmas and the whole season, let's keep Christ at the heart of it. Let's keep prayer at the heart of it. Let's take these last few days to intentionally slow down and stop and prepare room for the joy and be able to answer that question, what difference does the incarnation make in my life? Speaking of which, Christmas at midnight, I'm going to drop a podcast with Monsignor Eugene Morris talking about that very thing, the incarnation. Listen to that next week during the Christmas season. Until then, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. I'm Ben Grijalva. And I'm Corey Grizzle. Thank you for listening to Roadmap to Heaven. And after you finish out this Advent season through Sunday about 4 o'clock, have yourself a very, very merry and blessed Christmas. We'll be back with new episodes of Roadmap to Heaven live from the Seek 24 conference on January 2nd. Until then, we'll be praying for you. Please pray for us and pray your rosary today. <laughs>